Okay. Well, uh, welcome to the Campfire Passport podcast. Uh, I've got uh, my main squeeze, Colin, here, uh, who's on the producing side. And then uh, we're going to be joined by Mike, Tyson, Steve, and Jesse, which are a few of our favorite guests to have. And we're going to do a pre-camping podcast for our McGrew camp trip that's coming up shortly. Um, we're about a week out from it, which the guys realize at the very end of the conversation, which causes all sorts of hilarious uh, talk. Uh, the rest of us talk about how unprepared we are or prepared. Mike, of course, is prepared um, because he's always prepared. He was two hours early for our podcast today. Um, Colin, however, was 10 minutes late and, uh, that's fine. We don't, we don't dislike him for that. Uh, before we get into it, Colin, why don't you give us just a really small overview of what this camp trip is? We're going to get into it a lot more in the the podcast and I'm going to ruin it by, uh, getting into it like halfway through at some point, but just like broad strokes, uh, tell us what we're doing and then we'll, we'll get into the actual podcast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, so what it is, is it's McGrew trail. It's in Southern Oregon and it's a permitted trail that you have to apply to, uh, get approval to even drive on the trail. Um, it's about seven miles as far as like the main portion of the trail goes and it's probably going to take us all day. Um, it's just one of those kind of, you know, you use the word exclusive because you have to get a permit type trails. Um, but I think it's going to become a lot more popular with the, uh, advent of social media. Of course, no doubt about that. All right, cool. Well, let's get into it. You can't call it a soft start with Sean's huge mic dick there in wow. the front, so still a hard wow. start. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back. I don't want to be mean because I'm tired. So well, you could be oh, mean man. to Mike. It's okay. We're you're, you're no, the it's best fine. I called it a mic dick. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, cool. Well, that's that's a good topic. My new microphone. If you can see. It's amazing, I think. I don't know. I've used it for about 30 seconds now, and it seems good. Colin said it works, and Mike thinks it looks like a dick, and Jesse said he could hear my beard growing. So I, I said other things, too. but Oh, while I was gone? Damn it. No, Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I called it out first looking like a robot <laughs> dick, but, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then nobody got me. Yeah. I, I mean... It really is. Is it and just close to the it's camera? It's taller than. Oh no, no! I'm the, my my computer's five feet away right now. Forced perspective, <laughs> not not a thing here. Yeah. I told Colin I can just yeah. like hide behind it. <laughs> you really can. It does make a heck of a difference when you get further away, though. Oh, like I'm how sure. close you are matters a ton. Yeah. Well, I don't have to tell you this. That's how microphones work. <laughs> oh yeah, but also how close you are matters a ton in uh, a lot of other lifestyle things. That's true. That's true. It's very <laughs> true. Uh, call. <laughs> oh God. Um, I was gonna say. Uh, somebody I watched a YouTube video not that long ago that was talking about uh, steering into obstacles instead of away from them which I, I haven't had a chance to put into practice, but I thought, man, that's a good idea. There are a lot of I scenarios have. where, yeah, we're just steering into it is a lot better, right? You can get, it's just maybe better than trying to go around. Cause every time you go around like an off, you know, uh, like a off, uh, camber kind of scenario, you're just going uphill more. And usually that's not going to work or you're going to break traction quicker. Um, like, you know, snow or whatever, you're on that weird off camber. If you're if you're towards the bottom, 
it's fine. The further you go up, the worse it gets. So I thought it was interesting. That's true when you're driving a camper on sand and you slide down a hill uh, into a tree. Ah, <laughs> uh, favorite memory. But I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know if that's true. But you know, that was one might something assume. else, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, that camper is in Eugene at the most hippie festival in Oregon, uh, the Oregon Country Fair, where my wife and son are getting their uh, hangout on with uh, Colin Meese's wife and daughter. We're trying to force that uh, relationship between those two kids. Um, we know that works out well every time. See what we can do. Get that dowry ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's, yeah. that's a... Well, I told them they better... That's a different camper. I was the memory is from yep, the camper before the one you have now. My favorite camper memory. Oh, I know. We overpaid on that one. <laughs> yeah. We overpaid on that one and then sold it at a deficit. <laughs> but we did get a whole lot of Bob Seeger out of it and I'm kind of uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, on that note, this podcast we're going to talk about another camp trip where Mike will probably drive into something. Because it seems only, but this time with a jeep. Yeah, uh, an already wrecked jeep. So maybe, maybe it's good. Oh, that's a good starting point, actually. Uh, Mike, why don't oh, yeah. you why don't you run us through what's happened in the last like two days since <laughs> we were on the podcast before? Hey, now um, it's been a solid week. Yeah. Uh, so I think last time I was on the podcast, I had a black tj and a silver xj i uh, proclaimed loudly and proudly that i was taking the xj on the mcgrew trip mm-hmm. and then i promptly sold both of them yeah well <laughs> you'll, you'll remember mike had was trying to sell the black one mm-hmm. and then he was that was the mm-hmm. named secret rsvp at gmail.com shout out feel free um, to email me anytime anytime which, side note, thank you, Jesse, for putting that on the internet again today because it made my entire morning. <laughs> Just loved seeing no problem. that. It, it's so comforting to see someone tagged and then Mike's email. In fact, I'm thinking about doing that for most of my most of my Instagram posts. No longer Maybe I'll dedicate- putting an at there. It's just always <laughs> contact Mike at secret RSVP. <laughs> yeah, give him my paper number do. too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so I uh, I sold both of those and bought a 2011 JK uh, Unlimited Rubicon from a, a salvage yard. Uh, As salvage, it's a great deal. Yeah, well, when I drove it home, um, I was told that that was an idea. Uh, not that it was good or bad. Uh, the guy's like, you know, most people show up with trailers. And I was like, my dad will follow me home. Um, and it worked out fine. It all turned out fine. I drove home. It turns out I did have a vent axle. And one of the tires wasn't the same size as the other ones. Um, so I pulled those off and sold them and bought some nice 35-inch Duratrax. Some good, decent tires for that. Uh, and then promptly went out wheeling with Tyson, where I popped the front Duratrack that I bought for cheap and uh, went ahead and bought some 37-inch KO2s now that I have fixed that problem. Man. So I'm just buying tires and Jeeps and stuff. I'm ready for this trip. You don't, you know, don't worry about it. It's lucky <laughs> that you've got a friend that's so nice like me that's willing to break his back during the middle of his workday to mount those terrible tires onto your narrow wheels. <laughs> only for you to pop one in a week (laughs) (laughs) and then pay somebody else good money great shop too by the way uh to do it because you probably didn't want to ask me again that was it (laughs) i knew it yeah you know how bad it was last time sean you want to do some bigger ones uh yeah that was a good Ah, nope nope that was a good deal on those tires, though, too. That was like deal of the century. I looked, by the way, 39-inch KO2s, not that cheap on that site. 
Not at all. Nope. I know no. what they cost at cost. It was only went, the 30, oh, that's not the good. 35s. Seriously? Yeah, the 35s are... Yeah. yeah, the 33s the are more expensive than the 37s. were 320 <laughs> or something like that. So for context, yeah, two, Mike, found, attire. Mike found the cheapest website ever, which must have been based in the Pacific Northwest, from all I can tell, with yep. BFGs, regular old KO2 BFGs for cheaper than most shops cost, which uh, is amazing and awesome, uh, especially for Colin and Mike. Uh, everybody else just kind of went, oh, man. Yeah, it was $800 cheaper than uh, a friend of mine could get them at cost. Yeah. So uh, it seemed like a good deal. So I went ahead and pulled the trigger. Uh, you should be amazed. Yeah. Uh, and Colin will attest to this. They showed up in 18 and a half hours. It was 18 and a half hours from when I bought them that they were at the front of my house. Uh, and wild. I think Where'd mine they come from? showed up faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes, yeah. they came they from used to it. They already had a uh, practice run. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. That's hmm. well, you know, that's good. Maybe yeah. maybe they'll do forties next. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'll just keep my eyes open. I got an alert on that website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're still. Sean's they are, I'm looking at it right now. They're still that cheap. Yeah, if you need 37s. Well, I thought about I was yeah, like, well, maybe 37s. that's a sign that I should just buy another set. But <laughs> I, I was very close to, but get 40s. Jesse and Sean both need 40s. I don't or 39s or whatever you want to do, but they can't be the same size again. You got to go up. That's the rule. I bought 35s and then had to buy 37s a week later. So you guys can't go stagnant on the size. So what happens when you pop another tire in 2 weeks? <laughs> Tons of forties. Forties. All right. You heard it here, folks. SecretRSVP <laughs> at gmail.com. Shoot me an email to get a deal on wheels. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm running those seven and a half inch wide uh, OEM Rubicon wheels, which is fine. Man, you got to get on that Colin game and get yourself some cool wheels. You know. Uh, I'm waiting for I don't have them yet, used but... cool wheels to happen. Oh, you don't? You're not mounted up yet or anything? I didn't know that. I don't know why no, I thought they, they weren't. Fun... I'm I'm disconnected. I I was. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I so I ordered them the same day as I ordered the tires, and uh, I'm still waiting for them to show up because. They made it to Troutdale, and then they have foreseeably stayed in Troutdale. And um, we'll see if they get here or not. It was They were supposed to be here today, and uh, today has turned into tomorrow. So we'll see if tomorrow turns into Monday. Okay. Well, last minute. They'll be ready by a group. So yeah, speaking of that, getting that's them the, on and, by McGrew. That's the entire reason we're having this podcast is that there's an upcoming camp trip and we vowed to try to make sure that we do pre and post camp trip podcasts, which is what we're going to do or what we're already doing, I guess. Uh, I was going to have Colin give like a rundown on what's going on. And then I was going to go over like vehicle stuff, which we've already been doing. So I think let's just go with more vehicle stuff and then Colin can explain why we're prepping all these vehicles um i have a very broken uh swap project going on right now um my <laughs> transmission didn't even have the chance to drive because i'm an idiot and didn't uh seat my torque converter all the way so i broke the uh pump on not even first startup i'm pretty sure i think i did it when i was trying to um prime the oil pump, which I think I talked about in another episode. I had to hook up a mechanical gauge because I had some weirdness going on with that. And then anyways, my starter, what I didn't say because I felt like an idiot um, was that my starter jammed up a couple times and I thought it was real weird that the starter would jam up with no compression. I just figured, you know, it was a used starter. It came off that unknown other motor that I had gotten. And so I thought, eh, whatever, it's just old 
crusty. I had washed or like cleaned it up, but it was still old. Um, and it stopped doing that. Everything was fine. And I started it up. Everything was good. I went through all the warm up procedure and was topping up the coolant. Um, I ran it for like 20 minutes and I was stoked at how good it was doing. And then I was like, you know, let's see if I can move it now that I've warmed it up all the way. And I stuck it in reverse and it didn't move. And I thought, well, that's weird. And I stuck it in drive. Didn't move. Hmm. Put it in park, looked underneath trans fluid everywhere. Okay. Where's that coming from? Well, it was coming out of the, the transmitter, which I thought was strange and probably not right. So I turned it off and looked and thanks to Tyson, who's my favorite automotive uh, troubleshooting friend. Um, because he has you no can reach me at secret RSVP at gmail.com. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we he doesn't actually have an email address. I have to write it down for <laughs> yeah. We decided I'll print hey, them all off and hand them to Tyson. Hey, let's check this thing out and see if it's actually moving fluid. Because immediately I thought, hmm, I wonder if that's if that's what's going on. And no, no fluid moving. So um, I pulled the trans out, which was actually really easy. It only took me about forty five minutes. Um, split the case off of it. You're welcome. Thanks for the jack, Mike. Um, and then put it on a tray on the ground instead of on the workbench because I didn't want to pick it up by myself. And yeah, sure enough, pump is broken as all can be. But the good news is it didn't go through anything. So long story short, I have an awesome new upgraded pump, uh, a Sonax uh, performance pack kit that I'm going to put in there. Um, and all of that came while I was on vacation. So um, I've been dealing with trying to be awake for a couple days, and that's been going and uh <laughs> that's where i'm at with vehicle prep for a camp trip in a week so yeah mike uh what what have you done other than the tires uh i did an axle shaft i did some exhaust work uh i did spacers i did a thermostat a gas cap and some evap stuff uh, sold the hard top, sold the dumb cage XO thing rack. Uh, got a soft top, patched the soft top. Uh, installed a 12,000 pound uh, uh, Harbor Freight winch and uh, much too nice of a bumper that I got from Sounds Fast because they bought it on accident uh, and somebody didn't come buy it. So I got that at cost, which was nice. Um, Sway bar end links, because that's what popped my first set of tires, is the sway bar end links were too short. So when I had my uh, sway bar disconnected in the Jeep, it allowed the sway bar to completely invert. So instead of being like, yay, they went like, yay, and that's right in the turning path of the tire. And the for some unknown reason, the... Uh, it had quick disconnects, even though it was a Rubicon and had a disconnectable sway bar. And those quick disconnects were sharp enough that they just poked right through my tire and tore it to shreds. So, but that's it, really. Well, Mike, that's great. That's great that you <laughs> got all of those things done that we talked about. <laughs> there definitely wasn't a pause where we had gotten anything messed up or I had to restart my browser or anything like that. Um, I didn't see it. Colin is waiting on wheels, apparently, from a, a wheel supplier that is does great things and shall remain unnamed unless he wants to burn them at the stake for making him miss a trip or something. Uh, Are there methods? No, it's, I, I, I mean, it's it's not on it's not on them. It's on that freaking Troutdale FedEx location that decides oh, to lose God, packages the- and hold packages forever. It's the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. No, and it's FedEx. It's It's only FedEx. They are the worst. Yeah. Nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah, so my... So... (laughs) 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 In in defense of that statement, I did order a very expensive set of drums for my older brother for his birthday one year, and they put them on my front driveway in the rain because they didn't want to walk it to the front porch. 
So it they was rainy. Didn't Can you blame them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who wants to walk in the rain like that? <laughs> I don't know, but you know, hey, it's okay. Let's put let's put a two thousand dollar drum set on this uh, in this driveway right next to the street in the rain. Did it say you chose to live in the rain, man? Did it say two thousand dollar drum set well, the on there? Cheaper, no, it did yeah, say the cheaper <laughs> drum sets will wash away. The two thousand dollar ones, they can stand it. Ah, uh, that's why I you didn't pay know extra. That. Ah, fuck yeah. me, I didn't know. <laughs> it does say Pacific <laughs> drums right on the side of the box. I don't know what I that was means. Very angry that day, I'd be like, "What kind of half rate <laughs> drum set is this? I don't care." <laughs> It came from the ocean. You should be able to leave them in the water. Yes, yeah. very specific drums. <laughs> uh, so off topic now, but uh, back on topic, Colin, you've got wheels and tires, which I, I know that this is tough because Colin loves to keep everything that he does to his car a secret. And so like <laughs> publishing something to go on the Internet is very anti-Colin. But I just, you know, for the sake of moving the conversation forward, you have put springs on it which I think are done, right? Both front and rear. And you've got wheels and tires. Yeah. Well, Anything I else mean, on the waggy? Everything's everything's going to get posted uh, you know, afterwards, so it's all it's all it's all good at this point. But um yeah, basically <laughs> since <laughs> my giant uh shakedown run that was the Alvord trip, uh it's been uh chasing coolant leaks um, and then after chasing coolant leaks, I moved the math. And then after that, I did my springs and, uh, and then I bought some of the smooth body, uh, Fox 2.0s, uh, so the non reservoirs, but, uh, I got a good deal on those and put those in and that's made a massive difference. Like it, it is, it, it's extremely noticeable how much better with, uh, the Deaver Springs and the Foxes it rides. Um, and then basically, yeah, the whole time I've been looking for a fair price on, um, some 37s, uh, my current wheels are 15s, so I also have to get wheels basically in order to have any type of selection for 37s um but then when mike came across those crazy cheap 37s that was pretty much the okay i am just gonna buy those because they're cheaper than used 37s and uh so cheap in fact that i was able to (laughs) then buy brand new wheels as well so um yeah, so I've got a set of methods coming, and uh, hopefully they get here within the next week so that uh, I can have 37s for <laughs> for this trip. Um, I also got an awning during the CVT uh, you oh, know, nice. fire sale since they're quote-unquote moving but coming back afterwards apparently. Um, but yeah, I think, I think other than, um, an alignment, once I get the wheels and tires on and maybe a fan shroud, uh, that might be about all I'll be able to do. Oh, I put sliders on too, I guess. I forgot about that. So I just got a set of trail gears and you need bumps, put those on. Uh, I would like you do to bumps have bump yet? stops. Um, I, I, I don't have a ton of up travel, honestly. Um, and it's funny, everything on the internet, much like Sean's story about, uh, you know, asking a community on the internet, something, uh, when asked about, um, people's bump stop setups, uh, I actually got some info, but it was info that seemed silly to me because it was basically people that were like, oh, well, we, I don't, I don't run bump stops. It's not worth it to run bump stops. The, the spring stops flexing before, uh, anything runs into anything. And it's like, well, that's not the only reason we have bump stops. 
Um, but yeah, thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the info. But yeah, I don't I don't have a well, ton of upgrade actually. So well, yeah, you can explain to them. They can give me a phone call and let me know why, or I can let them know why rear bump stops on long shocks and short springs matter because I've broken, I don't know, two shocks at this point because my, it's my own fault, obviously. That's why I'm saying this. Uh, but because my shock is what bottoms out, not the bump stop. And so fast enough, yeah. hard enough, and enough stuff in the back, and that will break a shock immediately. Mm-hmm. It's really fun when it happens in in, De- in Death Valley. Yeah, with with the leaf springs, you can de-arch the spring and basically ruin it, uh, and then there's just the whole thing, you know, axle wrap and things like that can become, you know, more of a problem there if you are not stopping the spring before it decides that it's going to spring the other direction. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. You don't want you don't want any of that. Uh what do you run for bump stops on the uh suburban, Jesse? What's that all about? I have no bump stops on the suburban oh. at this point in time. Well, cuz you don't cuz you don't need them obviously because the internet said that. <laughs> leaf springs. Oh, yeah, yeah no, leaf springs no. and no I, bump I just, stops. That's how you do it. Yeah, there's leaf springs. <laughs> um no, I I I did I, I did take advantage of a Timbrin uh, sale and I bought some for the front. I just have not installed them. Uh, and I might just wait to put them on the back because I might just inevitably go to radius arms in the front, but I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a really big financial pill to swallow. AKA Are you coilovers. Thinking- yeah, okay. I was gonna say, are you gonna do coilovers or coil springs? Yeah. I, you know, coils. Hold on, before we go too far, coilovers are awesome and the best. And like Colin, other Colin's truck is an awesome example of, you know, a setup like that. It looks really good, and I'm sure it performs well. But like, I think coil spring and radius arm is underrated in this kind of scenario. Like guys that are fabbing it oh, themselves, yeah. that have that can set up spring buckets in the right spot, get the right coils, get it all set. Like they don't do that mostly because it's much cooler and much like, it's like if coil spring and radius arm is 70%, you know, a hundred percent is coil over. And so it's interesting to see like how that doesn't happen very often. I think it's probably just adapting spring rates and that the, the spring that you need to get the height and the weight all correct on your front end. Yeah. And, and apply yeah, and correct. So like where, where I'm sitting at, you know, the, my 76 Chevy square body, it's like, where do I set my spring bucket for this weight, this, you know, this setup with the six liter, you know, LQ four, it, it, it's very difficult with the, with the coilovers, at least you can adjust that and account for not having to refab a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And you can buy, you know, you dorate your springs and do all that stuff. And it's great. Like it makes sense. It's just the cost of entry is so high. Uh, What? It's like 2,500 bucks for actual proper travel rate. Like if you're going to do it, you don't want to half ass it. You're going to, and that's, you're going to get real good coilovers. That's the and thing. they're twenty seven hundred bucks a piece. Slippery slope, especially when you're talking about <laughs> yeah, when you're talking about big trucks like that too. It's like you don't you want a two point five at a minimum. You, you don't want to put oh a yeah dinky little internal two point coilover on it. It's just not worth it. So you step up to the big one, and then you end up where Colin's at, where it's like it's gonna. I mean, it's awesome, but also because he did that up front, he's running matching rears, and it's got you know, it's like. You just go down that road until you, you know, spent it until you've done what I've done and have an engine like you, you know, that you've built and yeah. put everything around. <laughs> so, you know, that's being a car person, right? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I will say I'm actually very impressed with the, I, I with the rear of the suburban. I thought my suspension was going to be shit. I thought I overestimated my travel. I thought I picked 
uh, shocks that were too long, but it, it worked. It worked great. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad I didn't do the, uh, the, the shackle reverse kit. I love where the shackles drop down at the, the rear end rides so smooth. I put a thousand pounds of lumber on top of a rack on top of my truck or the, the suburban and it didn't break the roof. It just sagged the rear end a little bit. I, I was impressed. That's, that's impressive. I like your saggy rear end. So, but it won't, the, it, it, in purpose of conversation or in, uh, it's not going to make McGrew. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. Damn yes, it. Tacoma. Because of your saggy rear end. Yeah, it's going to be the Tacoma's. Uh, I, it's going to be the Tacoma's last ride, to be honest. I'm full send selling. But it is a bold claim. I'm <laughs> if gonna you're interested in purchasing claim. it, email secret RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> At gmail.com. Yeah, if you want a uh, 2018 Tacoma Pro on 37s, uh, please email secretrsvp.com or at uh, gmail.com. I'd like to really point out here just for a second. Um, Jesse's been selling that Tacoma just like I don't sell my Jeeps. So oh, yeah. we're like a yin and yang here. They say everything yeah. is for sale, but Jesse's has legitimately been for sale this entire time. It's been for sale as much Not as I just hard, had my phone number on sale. the side of the truck. It says yeah. for sale yeah. with my phone number. And the only thing that's ever happened from that for sale sign is I've got a creeper in my neighborhood creeping on me or my wife. I don't know which one. Oh my God. You obviously you, it, uh, it's debatable. I don't know who it is. It's your saggy bottom. I, yeah. It's that saggy bottom saggy suburban. Rear. He knows what he's uh, got. No, that's what it was. I, actually, you can email if you would like <laughs> and find out who he's creeping on because he's leaving notes in my front yard now. And I'm pretty sure he's texting me. Wait a so, minute. Well, let's back up. What kind it, of notes? Is it the church? <laughs> there have been. No, this Do you is know not, where you go when you die? <laughs> these are not the Mormon notes. Um, so they are, I sent them back to your new house. I gave him your address. <laughs> they're, they're sticky notes. So the first one was a sticky note that said, email me discreet at my, Oh no. And so you did it up obviously. and put it in my front yard. I gotta say I the sticky it. note is extra creepy. Uh, yep. <laughs> then there I had to go to an office max for that. Then there was another sticky note about another two weeks later that was said, you're super cute, but it was spelled Y-O-U-R. <laughs> Just hint. So I want a little Big clarification. Now, this, this sticky note, is this a note that has become sticky or <laughs> this is the sticky notes that we're no, familiar with? No, no, no. no, no. It is a post standard it. sticky post note. It. I, I, yeah, it's a post-it post okay. note. All right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe the oh, intent was for it to get sticky, but they are not sticky in that manner. Okay. Okay. Then, so it's not that creepy. Not, not yet. So then it's there's not a, a third sticky note. post-it note. <laughs> Combo breaker. There was now a third note that is on a fake $10 bill that was stuffed into Anna's windshield wiper that says, you're a stud. That's yeah, where they're, they're sure it's not the church. All crossed. Now, now <laughs> we're, now it's called crossed. So we're thinking that it might actually be this individual in the neighborhood that was texting me about buying my truck because they saw the, phone number on my truck i have since recently blocked this individual and are you sure it's not a couple oh yeah maybe actually i didn't think Ooh, about a that swinger mind, yeah it's just uh it's a double up there's some put know, a pineapple out front and see what happens Miss still what still gonna pass upside down <laughs> what is what is a pineapple up for what there's 
Please oh, don't tell me Sean's everybody not, else knows. Sean's what this not means. in the swinger club, apparently. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> spent too much time in France and forgot to learn about swinging, huh? Steve, you take this one. I know. I saw Thanks. you click that button. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Next time you're in the grocery store, yeah, it's... grab a pineapple and put it in the cart, but put it in the cart upside down. Okay. Uh, that's huh. that's the move. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I do want to hear Steve's explanation of what this means because I trust Steve, and I think he'll shoot me straight on this. He's a doctor. <laughs> I mean, the the pineapple upside down means you're a swinger, a thousand percent. Just in general, if you have an upside down pineapple, that's it. it means you're looking. What to happens swing if you it accidentally down. flip it over? You're How is this common knowledge? <laughs> You're an accidental swinger, but you're still going to swing, man. Well, I huh. only know that because of uh, friends of ours. Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> I know that's going to sound. Steve's got some swinger friends. <laughs> yeah, but everyone knows who that is. So. Oh, boy. Huh. All right. Well, that's good to know. Uh, be very da, da, da. careful. Very careful about my pineapples now. <laughs> yes. Gotta watch my earrings. Gotta watch my pineapples. I gotta watch my mandarin oranges. <laughs> what is this gonna be knows. a signal? <laughs> yeah. This world. Uh, is Colin, is your build out in the Wagoneer like set still, or is it the same? Or have you done anything with like your fridge and all that stuff? I know you were kind of like trying to figure out where you were permanently mounting stuff. Yeah, I, I still haven't gotten anywhere further with that. It was pretty much a concentration of fixing my, you know, broken leaf springs. And then that, like, grew into, ah, this still rides like dog shit. Um, I'm going to do shocks. Uh, so, it one, it rode terribly still. Uh, two, the shocks were a solid, like three to four inches too short and which you know obviously limits oh, my my down travel uh and because the so in the back because they are uh the style that the body is on the bottom they would run into the axle on cycle so they had dented them so there's even less up travel because of that and basically the same thing happened on the front because of where they were positioned next to um so my the wagoneer has uh, a spring over axle conversion which those were normally spring under so now because the uh the spring um plate that you know that the u-bolts go into so because of where that was positioned being higher, it was right in the middle of the shock body. And so the shock bodies on the fronts also had giant dents from running into the, the spring plate, which obviously would, you know, limit travel as well. So now that I have shocks that, you know, have the bodies in the proper position and uh, whatnot, things are clear and, you know, actually have clearance to move. So. Yeah, so it was. There's just things are That's taking good. a backseat to, uh, you know, ironing out the drivability and and usability of it at this point. I'll 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 get to the rear end build out for camping and stuff. Hopefully soonish. We'll see. Won't be won't be before McGrew though. That's that's for sure. Because, you know, it's relevant to my truck moving. I bought a, a Dometic uh, faucet system, which I'm really stoked about because I've been trying Ooh. to get one for a couple of years since they, like, teased it. Um, and then when it came out, I was supposed to get one from through my previous employer, Colin. It didn't work out. Not this not, Colin, not, other Colin. Not me. Uh, I'm not an I don't employ anybody. And that... <laughs> my, my, my fault, too. I, I won't completely throw him under the bus for that, but. Um, anyways, so I bought one and I'm stoked about it, except for, you know, I don't have a vehicle to drive, so, um, it's cool. I tested it, <laughs> which 
next to the other faucet. <laughs> yeah, it's not as good as a regular faucet, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Get your shit together, Dometic. Yeah. I need instant, instant hot water. Come on. I don't understand. Um, so I, uh, I think that that's as good a time as any to have Colin explain why, what we're talking about that the McGrew trail is a super, um, not famous I'd say, but up and coming, it seems like starting to get a little more popular, uh, trail in, uh, Southwestern Oregon. Um, and it's a little bit exclusive and I think it's a cool thing to, uh, to be able to run. Um, and we're also, uh, he'll probably say this too, but we're also, we have extra spots available. So we were kind of hoping to get other people to uh, join us if they can. Um, it's going to be too late by the time this airs. So I guess that really doesn't matter, but whatever. If you if you do want to go, you can either DM Campfire Passport or email secretrsvp at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, uh, Colin, why don't you explain what, why, why you picked this, what we're doing, that kind of thing. That kind of thing. Um, I mean, I feel bad because, uh, you skipped over, you know, a rundown from Steve and Tyson, but, uh, yeah, I suppose I can go over. They didn't do uh, shit to their rigs. They haven't done Tyson. shit. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, I cannot the, believe I did that. I told you I was tired. I, but you asked me a rig that I didn't even <laughs> use, but I mean, whoops. We uh, <laughs> hey, Colin, shut up for a minute. Hey, Steve, um, how's the Tacoma? Is it normal? The same? It's normal. The same. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. Anything, anything new? Any new uh, kitchen gadgets? Nope. 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 Do you want to borrow a Dometic Go? <laughs> yeah it doesn't have hot water but <laughs> it's not as good as a regular faucet <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll just i'll deal with my my already pressurized hose uh yeah maybe you could pressurize <laughs> this thing because then it would be a little better well okay <laughs> yeah uh i know tyson did a lot but i think that he's done a lot and is maybe not going to bring the vehicle that he's done a lot to or no, 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 I read that wrong. He still thinks that there might be more to do. That's what it was. So, yeah, I'm planning on taking my 92 Jeep Cherokee XJ two-door. Um, sure. I haven't done too much uh, other than swapped in a Dana 44 in the back. If you're up on the YouTubes, uh, Campfire Passport, you saw part of that. Um, I re-geared the front and rear to 488s. Uh, I got a Craigslist special lunchbox locker for the rear that was not assembled properly. So when I put it in, it didn't work. I had to take it apart, put it together the correct way. Now it works. Um, did a shakedown that Mike kind of touched on uh, where he popped his tire. I got really super stuck um, testing the locker and the gears. Nothing broke. My track bar for the front was super, super loose. So I put a new track bar in. I have ZJ Pause steering there. components coming. Pause what? there. Tyson says nothing broke, but he has like a one foot by one foot dent in the passenger side door and also in the no, no, Dana 44 <laughs> cover. It's yeah, not broken. Rocks in places in the, not in the broken doesn't include body damage. Yeah, it's not broken. It's it's not the same, but it's not broken. Does the door uh, open? The yeah, door is still open. No, it's not broken. Uh, then. I do not have sliders. Yeah, I do not have sliders on this unibody XJ. So that's going to be a huge risk I'm taking. <laughs> uh, excited to see how that plays out. I did find over <laughs> the last week that it will not stay in four low because I smashed my transmission cross member up another two inches. So the linkage does not move in its full range. Uh, that seems like a common XJ thing. I've gone through four. <laughs> so I wouldn't know about it. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, right. I'm also going to try to do a clutch. 
before the trip. It's and the new what, Disco 2 transfer case. So not much. Yeah. 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 Well, not not much to do in the week before. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to touch on re-gearing to 488s with an AX15 transmission on 35s. My top speed is about 65 miles an hour. So it's going to be a long trip because I plan to drive it to the trail. <laughs> I mean, That'll be awesome. It's a long trip anyway. That's... That's going to yeah. be excessive. I'll be I with made you. it longer. <laughs> I'll hang out with you, Tyson, because I've got 37s <laughs> on stock 410 gears with a 3.8 liter uh, V6 Jeep. So we'll just hang yeah, in the so back Mike's and have our own fun. And I'm just geared low. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I, I mean, it, it's a big transformation for that thing. Well, I, I get, I get better gas mileage at that speed anyway. So I, I and I'm going to, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need the range. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I wonder. You should get better mileage with 37s, Colin. It should help your highway at the very least. Yeah, it should should get a little better. I hope. Yeah. Well, it's not like you don't have the uh, the power to turn them. So yeah, just <laughs> making yeah. your legs a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've that's, got plenty of power news. and plenty of gear. It's just the Plus, uh, I think, and I bet the yeah, KO2s are lighter. I don't I don't know about that, but because they're bigger than what I currently am running, the wheels are smaller. Tech like you know in a sense Whoa. the new wheels are smaller, but so they might be slightly lighter than the wheels I have now, but I don't know. I weighed my Duratrax and my uh, KO2s off the uh, both with the on the wheel, and they were uh, it was like three or four pounds lighter per wheel on my KO2s to go up to 37s from like three quarters wore out Duratrax. Hmm. Yeah, but hmm. those were ten ply too. Yeah, and that's true. The new ones are are not um, true. You know, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, six plies, it, it, it works. And unsprung weight is very important. So, yeah. Uh, so now that we actually asked everybody what their vehicle prep was, <laughs> why do you have money in <laughs> your hand, you. Jesse? Is that your <laughs> fake ten dollar bill? This is the fake ten. dollar Is that the ten dollar? Yeah, is that it? Oh, I gotta <laughs> see this. Get it close. This is this is, this is the fake ten dollar bill. For the viewers here, it says uh-huh. your sex or, or it says sexy stud. Okay. okay. But it looks quite real until you get to the back. And if you can focus on what the <laughs> words are above, it says for movie use only. Oh, that's pretty that's cool. Wow. It says, sorry, for motion, motion. So you're saying they're an only. actor. Hmm. Oh. Gotta, I don't know. So you're going to have to check the screen. Well, actors there's no so sticky, sticky note. You're I'd like to point out God. that I would never, ever, ever think that Anna is a stud of any kind. That's got to be for you, man. See, but this is the use. You're super cute. <laughs> well, you can be a stud and super cute. I mean, yeah, and be super cute. Yeah, yeah. all of this describes you, Jesse. Yeah. I am not that cute. Yeah. I don't know, Jesse. Get that cute. Have you thought yeah. about, you know, maybe Ryan not super cute, you know, dangerously close to you? Are you sure it's not Ryan? Oh, that's not his handwriting. And also, Ryan is very <laughs> aware of the proper your. <laughs> yeah, but what if he's trying Ryan, to throw you I'm off? I'm glad that you know his handwriting. The correct grammar. Yeah, exactly. He's throwing you off. Yeah, improper he's, grammar. he's writing with no, his see, offhand. Ryan is and... I still think it's the church. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Ryan is a lot of things. Have... But he is definitely, like, I don't, I think that he is... He is so grammatically correct, like he could not even as a joke be in or to be grammatically incorrect. Man, that's very think, limiting. I don't think yeah. he could do it. <laughs> It'd be tough. I, I feel his pain a little bit there. It'd be hard. <laughs> so anyway, um, 
Anna's searching for the other note. If we find his email, I would love to broadcast it and everybody could text him or email him. That sounds and great. I'll shoot him a message from secretrsvp at gmail.com <laughs> and see if he gets creeped out. Yeah. <laughs> no it one likes off-putting. to receive those. <laughs> hey, I heard you think my uh, friend's super cute. <laughs> I'm super cuter. This is his stud. <laughs> you trying to talk to my boyfriend? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> this could get so good. So, yeah, come Back on to a McGrew, camp trip please. with us to McGrew. I'll send, I'll send, I'll send the church <laughs> to his house. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you for the sidetrack. You know where you go when you die? That's just a small sample of what happens when we're actually hanging out in person around a campfire. But it goes on for hours. It gets a yeah. little weird. And there's too. no lag. Is it a hot dog does. sandwich? No, no lag. No lag. Much easier. <laughs> well, High the, the rate we're... lulls. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> low, wait, uh, low latency? I don't know. It's a land party. Latency lulls. I would also. I think that that's the most interesting thing about this trip specifically. There's going to be no wives. There are well, no we'll make st- each other our wives. It's just a natural thing that happens. Pr- prison rules. There, it, it's prison. Yes, he already claimed you as my boyfriend. I I get that, but. <laughs> I'm going to fight this guy for you. It's prison. I was bunking with Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got room. Sean is already yeah. showing dominance with his giant silver dong. But I, I it, it, it is definitely a different dynamic when we all get together and our significant otters are not there. I cry more. Boy, it is true. Sure. It I is get true. a little more red there. Although, yeah, also true. <laughs> Let me put a broken cooler on top of my truck and drive as fast as I can. Hey, Sean, here's a gun. Shoot it out the window. <laughs> I totally what forgot you, about that. Uh, what oh, do you say? You. How can you say no to that? No, and you did it. I am so proud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you got to be Yosemite Sam in that scenario. That's the only thing that you can do. <laughs> I Allegedly. forgot that happened. Oh man, this Allegedly. was on public land in a controlled area under yeah. supervised conditions. <laughs> oh no, of we course. are very responsible. No one is. No <laughs> one is implicating anyone in any alleged illegal activity. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag, of course. Drive by Sean. Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm, let's not start that one. Uh, if you want to know more about Drive by Sean, you can email me at secretrsvp at gmail.com. Oh, my God. Um, so, anyways, we're going on a camp trip, and uh, apparently, nobody's oh, yeah, significant others are going. Uh, and Colin knows all the details about it because he's the grandmaster of all of these ridiculous events that we do all the time yeah uh well i mean so like like sean mentioned um mcgrew is kind of uh it's i the way you you put it (laughs) makes the most sense where it's becoming more known uh for a long time nobody knew anything about it i mean when i first saw something about it it was i i want to say it was like three years ago and there was like super limited information on it and i i'm pretty sure that i had texted you about it sean like because i had found it was like oh this is kind of cool but there was it said that it was a permitted trail but there was no information on how to actually get said permit um and then (laughs) thanks to you know social media influencers and things like that uh there was an article about it and which was i think two years ago 
and they actually posted a link of where to get the application to apply for it and uh and so after i saw that i saved it so that i could apply for it and this was also put off because of the pandemic stuff because they had closed everything and we were all you know doing weird stuff but um once it finally opened and it said that they were accepting permits again i uh I put in for the permit and it took a while to get any word back. You're kind of like left in the dark. They like, they say, Hey, we received it, but they don't, they don't give you any information on if it's been, uh, if you've been accepted or anything like that, because you don't know if someone else has applied before you for your date or anything like that. Like it's so that's one part that's really cool because it's we we know we're going to be the only ones out there that weekend like that's we're the only people that are going to be out there on on that specific trail um so which can be good and can be bad obviously <laughs> if we have issues it could be uh could be problematic but i think we'll be all right um but yeah, it's a it's a trail in southern Oregon, and it sounds to me a lot like our local uh, Edison as far as like length and how challenging it is, the like kind of how it's set up. Um, and I mean, it. I've I, like I said, I I've always thought it looked cool and it would be neat to go in, and we lucked out and got approved for the weekend I put in for, so we're going to hit it. <laughs> That's right. Woo-woo. Um, it's yeah, super stoked. Essentially this crew, is there any others that I'm missing that Aaron said? Maybe probably not. I'm not uh, sure. Just I'll bring going. a surprise guest. I know who the surprise guest is. What a, oh, is it Ryan? So, <laughs> no. So, um, is, is it, it yeah, Sorry, Mike. He's, he's already, tell me it's Robert, he's already huh? taken. So <laughs> damn it. Is Robert coming in his cheater chassis? God, I, I tried. I really tried. But as soon as I told him that he would get, uh, more barking dogs, he was out. So, <clears throat> or what? So, have you ever been on an Airbus, the plane? It makes yeah. a sound called the barking dog. <laughs> <laughs> it is an Airbus, you know, the plane. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck else is an Airbus? As, a, as opposed to the <laughs> flying <laughs> greyhound? Have you been on one of those? You ever seen Harry Potter? So. Sorry. So on on the Airbus, there is a sound from the hydraulic pump that goes and to a passenger, it sounds terrifying. But to the the pilot and the crew, they're like, wow, this is just normal. So for Robert, who is not totally accustomed to off-roading, when you hit a rock, I call that the barking dog to him. Because he's not okay. used to it, and every time he tags a rock, it's like so the end of the world. Like his truck is broken. So you just thought the rest of us would know that? You just threw that term out there, like, "Oh yeah, these guys will get it." No, that's why I was trying Luke to explain. Luke is the it. only one who's who's <laughs> going for a pilot's license. All of us yeah, are stuck on the fucking ground. <laughs> I don't a bunch know. of idiots. You, you guys are very intelligent individuals, and I figured you might know what the barking dog is on an Airbus. We I thought you were talking about dogs. Doc. Nope. Yeah, no, that's now a different story. Because <laughs> uh, freaking... that is a barking dog. Oh, man. Yep. You're All talking the time. A10 Warthog? Yeah, let's, let's talk yeah. about the A10 Warthog. But, but an Airbus? Nah. Sorry, man. <laughs> Not not the sexiest plane out there. No, no, but, but it might have. Uh, is it because uh, Colin's wheels on it right now? <laughs> <laughs> is it because it's French, Tyson? Is that the problem? Oh, I got nothing against the French. 
Well, they know how to accept their automobiles, but they know how to riot. They got good riot (laughs) automobiles. I don't know. There's some good ones. Walk to the riots. (laughs) Oh, Colin, I I I I took a picture for you. I was going to, because I didn't take any. Any pictures of them until I saw every Air France vehicle parked in a small area at Charles de Gaulle for you. So I'll send it. It, They're not all. They're not all good. (laughs) There's a couple winners in there. Oh, (laughs) okay. So, so my secret guest or my surprise guest is um, my friend Carl. Not Luke. So I'm dropping my wife off in Grants Pass. Not Luke. I'm dropping my wife off in Grant's past, who is best friends with his wife. And we he and I are coming on the trip. So we do have a surprise friend, and he's just as hillbilly as me, if not more. And oh, it's going to be good. Did I met him? Nope. You've not met him? All right. Get ready to punch a new person in the face. No, let's just get me. Mike, I would not punch him in the face because I'm pretty sure Carlton will not hesitate to punch you right back. And he, I saved that for you, buddy. And he is a uh, he he is not a weak wall. He is a formidable fortress who will put who will push back. I'm gonna be generally polite and proper because I'm bringing my kid with me so miles is my co-pilot oh perfect so that's what it takes to keep you nice uh well i'm gonna try yeah. uh, uh, but nobody ryan else beyond that because i thought you said that ryan was i don't think too. ryan will be joining us this year he was potentially going to be able to come but it just with the kid and everything and managing uh six-year-old or a a six-month-old it was just going to be too much so understandable i mean yeah Yeah, the uh all dads so we we get it i've sent out some uh some invites obviously to some other people um big surprise nobody knows who we are so uh nobody wants to join in fact uh a local um establishment uh also after i reached out to them decided to put one of their events on the same exact weekend after they you know spoke to me briefly about uh about coming uh that they decided to go ahead and schedule their own event the same weekend uh so that was cool um (laughs) i may have a (laughs) friend that uh he is even more green than Robert is, but he has a Mojave uh, gladiator and he lives in Seattle and he's talking potentially about busting essentially an all nighter to meet us at camp Thursday night uh, and do like Heck his yeah. first bit of wheeling that he's ever done basically. So, um, there's no guarantee on his joining us or not just yet, but he was like very, very interested and was already talking about like moving his work schedule around so that he could potentially make it happen. So maybe there will be that extra guest. Um, but I don't think anybody else has any extra guests. I was curious, though, uh, of Steve's menu, because this is something that is a uh, big piece of all of our yeah. trips. Um, so I would love to get a little rundown on what uh, what Steve may have cooking up in his brain there to uh, bring along on our on our adventure. I'm doing the same thing I always do. Uh... And that's bring too much of everything. Uh, but I'm going to do Verde again because I had that on hand. And uh, I'll do uh, short ribs. And yeah, I don't know. 
That's about it. That's about all I have planned so far. Still, still got a week. <laughs> well, can I jump in there, Steve? Yeah, uh, go ahead. I'm not going to be able to bring much cooking stuff. So, how much does it cost to get on your dinner uh, dinner menu? Well, yeah, depending on how many people want. Well, I mean, that, that's always the thing. Is last time I brought way too much, and no one ate anything. Basically. Well, this time I'm not even bringing a stove. So. Oh, I got you. Help me. I'll have you I feel like I ate a lot, but I'll cool. eat more. I, if if that's the challenge you're giving, then well, maybe fine. I just bring. I'll, I'll eat more. <laughs> I just bring too much. I see your challenge, Gypsy. Uh, again, I'll eat more. <laughs> I just bring too much. And also, no, not this time. Uh, yeah, still trying to figure out what cook setup to actually bring, and how much is too much. Jesse stopped me uh, earlier from ordering a stove. <laughs> <laughs> why jesse why the hell would you do that you let can, the guy just speak up for that one I, <laughs> i've said it once before on the pod i'll say it before again i'm a polish polish gypsy by heritage i consistently think about the, like not spending money it's like i'll just cook it over the fire so I say stupid things to Steve, like, God, do you really need that? And he's like, I don't know. Do I really? <laughs> yes, Steve. Yes, you do. Let's all vote on whether or not we think Steve should buy cooking equipment. Uh, yeah. All right. It's settled. <laughs> you got one vote from Mike. <laughs> yeah, but I yelled louder than you did, Jesse. Well, I am very excited about this trip. Guys, like, I, I'm still going to really push for Raw Dog coming, even if it is Ooh, haphazardly what she said. brought together <laughs> and, just for it, and brought on a trailer. <laughs> like, it, I, I want Raw Dog I'm, coming <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. 